everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We have a great show. we got a lot of heavy hitters in the studio today, so you're going to want to listen up. First up, she is president and CEO of the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington. Kathy Hollinger is in. She's here to talk about... That's a she-she title. I know. Like, that's a, like I, a, I feel fancy. like we should. It's very fancy. I wish you were some other kind of president, <laughs> candidly. Okay. Um, Next time. Restaurant Week is coming up. To, starts tomorrow. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, tomorrow. I am right. I did my homework. We're going to hear about that. Plus, uh, REMW has all kinds of cool stuff planned for the rest of the year, so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that, too. Absolutely. And Chinese New Year. Woo! It gets started. Happy New Year, everyone. Woo! It started, it started originally Friday night, but the big party started on Saturday. Right, Scott? So we, of course, have, as we do every year... Chef Scott Juneau in studio to talk about all the fabulous things he's doing for Chinese New Year. And, of course, he brought in these Szechuan duck burgers. Can I say something about him? He's got – are you the tallest chef in the city? All right, oh, because true. every time Scott, wow. Scott, <laughs> Scott, every time I see Scott, he gives me the the you bro also handshake. Share a birthday with um, our son. Wait, your birthday's the twenty fifth, right? All right, yep. you're, and you're, Eli. you're meandering, but I do want to say that every time I see him, he gives me gives me the bro handshake, and then we have to do the chest bump, and his nipple sticks me right in the eye. I mean. <laughs> Could you, well, like, kneal down or just something? Just for the record, since I'm only five feet tall, do you really want to talk about no, how I know. I, I know what's hitting you. I know why he likes to greet you, you rat bastard. All right. Okay, and unless you've been living under a rock, Washingtonian's 100 Very Best Restaurants has dropped. We couldn't find it on any newsstands yet, but it is coming. And uh, the top 20 was out online, but we, lucky us, got one in studio. And with us is Anna Spiegel. She's one of the writers of the 100 Very best and we're going to get into how you wound up or not wound up on it Unfortunately, Scott is on it, so we don't have and any in the top international 20. warfare Thank here in the God. studio. Anna's going to leave alive. That's good. All right, Super Bowl Sunday is one week away, and uh, whether you're planning on entertaining people at your house uh, and doing it yourself or catering, there's really only one place to go for all your stuff and all your help. All and that's your the, Super Bowl needs. The market at River Falls in Potomac. Jim McWhorter, who's the proprietor, is in. He's the proprietor along with his wife, Yasmin. And they're going to talk about all the ingredients they've got and how they can cater a memorable Super Bowl party for your place, et cetera, <laughs> et cetera. Okay. Um, and I'm willing to talk about Super Bowl, even though, again, since 1992, our team is not playing. Right. And there you go. And, and Quarter and Glory is on H Street. It's a great bar restaurant there. Uh, Kenneth McCoy, who's the creative director and beverage director, is in. He'll be mixing up a bunch of cocktails for us, and we're going to talk about why it's called Quarter and Glory and Eugene O'Neill and all that stuff first. Actually, Kenneth, why don't we talk with you first? Sure, yeah. So absolutely. you're an actor turned bartender. How did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Those things uh, don't seem to go together, but... Um... I just sort of fell yes, into it. Yes, they do. They of totally they seem do. to yes, go together. They they're, they're faking was, putting in, you know, rail yeah. drinks for better stuff. You know? so, <laughs> yeah, basically, while I was a struggling actor, I was uh, slinging drinks uh, for years, and uh, eventually got to a point where I was sick of banging my head against the wall, not uh, not acting. So, decided to uh, open up a cocktail bar. And that uh, was eight years ago, and three bars later. 
Okay, so now Quarter and Glory, are. this is the one-year anniversary, right? Yeah, one Which year. Which is so exciting. Coming up this week, yes. So talk a little bit about sort of your cocktail prowess. Like, what is it about your cocktails? So... I, I, with this bar, which is our, our, our third bar and our first one in D.C., um, we really wanted to create the, the sort of atmosphere that I grew up in in bars was basically where you'd be sitting next to uh, an actor, sitting next to a politician, sitting next to a lawyer, sitting next to a construction worker. And that was my approach with uh, Quarter and Glory. And, and the name comes from a, uh, an alleged uh, secret uh, literary society that uh, Eugene O'Neill was involved in, as, as well as uh, – a boat that he worked on when he was in the uh, Merchant Marines. So a lot of the first initial inspiration for these cocktails and for the bar basically came from the play uh, Long Day's Journey Into Night. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, that all very deeply serious intellectual. Thought, I think I read right. the cliff notes on Long Day's <laughs> Journey Into Night. So what cocktail are you so making we're going to start out with uh, the Tyrone, which is uh, Cuddy Sark Prohibition Scotch, uh, Montenegro Amaro, uh, some Regan's bitters, banana liqueur, and right proper hocks and porter. I just want to say for the record that my sister's name is Regan, and she is kind of bitter. So okay. I'm going to get her that for her birthday. Bitter and welcome. That's <laughs> what go. she is. All right. So let's start talking to Kathy Hollinger about R.A.M.W. and what's going on. First of all, hi. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Same to you. So this is a good time to be the president and CEO of a, of a, a group of restaurants that were named the best in the country by Bon Appetit. Michelin best, is here. Best restaurant town. Michelin's here. You're very influential. <laughs> I'm not very influential, but this industry is, and I think that we had a great year. Mm-hmm. We've gotten tremendous accolades, but it's also been a it it's been a challenging year. Um, I think that we are hoping that we continue to get the accolades that people come into the city. Um, so we've had a you know we've got a great industry here. We've grown a lot. And we have a lot of talent, so mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Well, so let's first talk about Restaurant Week. Yeah. That's coming up starting tomorrow. And you guys really did some changes this year. Yeah. So it's in its 17th year. And how do you keep it fresh? Like, how do you do that? I think that the the great thing is that it has had so much momentum over the years mm-hmm. with a lot of new players coming into the market and wanting to participate in the promotions, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes through Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year we have a new brunch category, which is fantastic. I think that Pete, we listened to our consumers, we listened to our operators, and they thought that brunch would be a good additional promotion on Restaurant Week. Well, so the price just, is right. $22 yeah, yeah. brunches. Right. Yeah. So nice. $22 for three courses. That's right. right? And um, you have not everybody participating, so you need to go to our WDMV and do your homework, right. see what restaurants are participating in the promo, but many, many are, around 50. Um, so we there's like a lot to check out. I like, like that, that noise. Yeah, that's good. Right. starting. Um, Sorry. No, 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 no. Apologies. Um, so this year, you're also doing something with uh, the Land Board. That's right. So we have a Diners Rewards program. Mm-hmm. A lot of our operators wanted to make sure we keep it fresh by thanking our loyal customers that come into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So they are encouraged to take care, uh, take advantage of the Diner Rewards. If they um, go onto the site, make their reservation, they're qualified potentially to win Tickets to one of our food events that happen throughout the year, mm-hmm. potential trips, destination trips, uh, locally and nationally. But also we're doing something with the Lamb Board where they can get a fun lamb pack 
Um, we love the lamb board. So yes. We do lots of stuff I'm going like to hazard the guess that it's not fun for the lamb itself, but it <laughs> no, is fun for yeah. anybody. That's a different that. show, I think, yeah, right? I think that is a different show. Um, well, what are some of the events? Because I don't think people realize, I mean, you're known for, like, the two restaurant weeks, for the layperson, not for the industry, you know, for the two restaurant weeks and the big Rammy Gala. Yeah. So, and the Rammy Gala is late this year. It's later. So we do. So we have promotional activities and events that happen throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Rammies have always been kind of the big event mm-hmm. that happens in the industry, but the reality is that we try to have programming that gets people in all these restaurants throughout the year. Right. So we have Restaurant Week in the winter. We have Summer Restaurant Week. We have Spring Wine Fling. We mm-hmm. have Cocktail Week. And then the Rammies this year are going to be the end of July. Right. The good news is that there's so much happening in the city that it's going to be driving a lot of people and traffic into restaurants, which pushed us back a month. Okay. Um, and the bad news, which is really not bad news, people just need to kind of get their mind around. It's not in June. It's in July. Right. So don't leave town um, and enjoy what's going to be a great event again at the convention it's center. It's at the convention center yes. again. Well, let's talk about these other promotions that you're doing. Sure. Like the... Um, Spring Wine Fling and the co- DC Cocktail Week. Yeah. Because those are recent additions. Um, how are you trying to engage? Like, how do you engage the layperson and the industry in these in these events? So I think that what is most important for me mm-hmm. uh, leading this organization is to create programming both for the consumer and for the restaurant mm-hmm. that makes sense. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense for every restaurant to participate in Restaurant Week, but it would make sense Uh, for a restaurant to participate in Spring Wine Fling or Cocktail Week. A, because it's a little less expensive for the consumer coming in, Mm -hmm. but also for the restaurant that's participating in the program. So Spring Wine Fling is March 20th to 26th. Mm -hmm. Every year we have a different theme. This year it's Travel the World Through Wine, um, highlighting great wine from regions across the world. Mm -hmm. And then um, we have a new program that's focusing on barbecue uh, and grilling June 19th through 25th, which okay, is also Scott's eyes brows went up. Uh, so brows went up. His so eyes, it is it is brows. brand spanking new. Okay. Um, it's going to be a week long celebration of barbecue and grilled foods, mm. similar to Restaurant Week, where everyone who participates <laughs> they can do their own take on grilling or barbecue, which is mm. great. And then it culminates with the giant barbecue battle that's held downtown. So we're also trying to leverage some of the existing programming that happens Mm -hmm. in the city to showcase our amazing talent here in the region. Well, I think that's a nice way to sort of spit polish some of these older events maybe that Mm -hmm. people feel they've either been to before. Do you know what I mean? It sort of cleans it up a little. That's right. I'm throwing my hat in the ring to be a judge for the barbecue battle. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Um, Let me ask you one other question. Given your role with the Restaurant Association and uh, all the changes that are coming in, what? Teeth. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, what? Um, how does good job? How do you help the industry? I mean, there must be a lot of concerns percolating, and in your role, how do you help? Because I know you're involved with legislation. I mean, you do so many other things behind the scenes. Yeah. What is what is on the agenda for the Restaurant Association this year? Yeah, I think that. I mean, we have several things, but. Over the last month or two, we've had to redirect some of our priorities, given the market is changing a bit in mm-hmm. terms of people coming in and people leaving. I will say this. This industry has always been very purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. They have always been very vested in their communities. 
the charge right now is to do more and do it bigger. Mm-hmm. So they are they're philanthropists at heart, right. and they do so much, and they are really leaders in social change around the country, but particularly in this region. So what I try to do is facilitate all of the good that is already there that is being done Mm -hmm. and really raise it in terms of visibility because we're not changing. We are a great city, great region with great talent, Mm -hmm. great restaurants. Those national accolades are, they should have happened years ago, Mm -hmm. but they're happening and we're not going to change as a local region. Right. We're going to have people who come into our region and city um, who are different. Mm-hmm. And that happens every four years or every eight years. Right. What we do want to do is make sure that our members and restaurant operators are armed with the proper information. So we do more training to make sure that if they're difficult or challenging situations in their establishments leading into inauguration, that they're charged with the right tools to right. be able to Handle de-escalate it. something that sure. could be challenging. Well, okay, we have to we yeah. have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I mean, you guys did, I don't know if you partnered, but you certainly supported All In, yeah. which um, was terrific last week. So I want to talk about what that looks like for the rest of the year, sure. if it looks like anything when we okay. come back. This Great. is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We have a delicious show coming up. Be back in a minute. Potomac's Market at River Falls is offering their award-winning crab cakes for $2 off in January. Find the best in gourmet-prepared foods at MarketRiverFalls.com or call 301-765-8001. This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish delivers only the freshest, safest, and most sustainable seafood. Visit them at ProFish.com. What's best for you in your federal career? And what comes next? Your turn with Mike Causey, Wednesday mornings at 10. Are you or someone you know a victim of crime? If so, call the D.C. Victim Hotline at 1-844-4-HELP-DC. The D.C. Victim Hotline assists victims of any crimes in the District of Columbia by connecting them to resources that empower them to take the next steps toward healing. It's a free, anonymous service staffed with fully trained victim assistance specialists. You can chat online at dcvictim.org or text and call 1-844-4-HELP-DC. That's 1-844-4-HELP-DC. According to the American College of Cardiology, people with heart conditions should take extra care with outdoor winter chores. While it's important to exercise all year, shoveling snow and extreme cold can both put extra stress on the heart. Talk to your doctor about which exercise is right for you. If your doctor approves, go slowly. Move small shovels of snow at a time in short sessions, particularly if the snow is wet and heavy. Don't ignore signs of distress. For more on living well and heart disease and staying active in cold weather, visit Cardiosmart.org. Premature birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth defects and complications that affect them for life. For hundreds of thousands of families in the United States, this is the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. March of Dimes is providing education and support to families and funding life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. You can help. Do something today. Give them tomorrow at marchadimes.org slash tomorrow. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Uh, before we wrap up with Kathy Hollinger, let's go, go back to Kenneth. Uh, tell us quickly what the, this drink is, Knockout. So, Literally, uh, Knockout. Thank you, thank you. Uh, the next cocktail is going to be the Duke, uh, inspired by uh, Duke Ellington. We're going to be using uh, Martel uh, Cognac, Blue Swift, uh, some rye by Old Overholt, uh, Don uh, Ciccio and Figli, uh, their new uh, 
Cinque Aperitivo, some mm. Peychaud's bitters, and uh, absinthe. All right. Yeah. Gonna get oh, crazy. So we're going to see God. This okay. is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. This so, is wake-up time. All right, let's go back to Kathy. Nikki wanted to wrap up. Yeah, with... so Kathy, I mean, you uh, participated in All In. What was the effect of that? I mean, was did you were you nervous about doing that? No, not at all. I okay. think, again, it's... Um, these are restaurants who have been so engaged with these various organizations mm-hmm. all of their life. Mm-hmm. I think this was an opportunity to be a little bit more bold. And mm-hmm. you're not really saying what all in. Okay, was. so let's say all it. in quickly for the inauguration weekend. <clears throat> uh, a group of restaurants got together and decided to give a portion of their proceeds to charities that they felt would be ill-affected by the current administration. Um, and the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington was Partnered in full support with. of it. Yeah. Yes, we were okay. in full support. And what we are encouraging is that that continues throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So there are maybe four or five organizations that one restaurant would be supportive of. Yes. That we do not tell them what to be supportive of. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own passion. Mm-hmm. But again, do it boldly, do it loudly, mm-hmm. and do it often. So we're trying to find ways to incorporate that in our other promotions motions throughout the year. I love that. Where it is a constant throughout the year, um, just reinforcing the purpose-driven nature of this industry. Fantastic. Okay, well, one last time, Restaurant Week. Give us the dates. So it starts tomorrow, and it goes through Super Bowl Sunday, and diners can enjoy fixed prices, three-course menus at 250-plus restaurants across the region. Excellent. Thank you so much. And don't forget, if you participate in Restaurant Week, that your servers are still working their tushes off, and you have to tip them and Mm -hmm. tip them well. Very important. All right. Now, before Scott Druneau sits down again, I want to just jump in and thank our sponsors, the people that support this show, our Mm -hmm. friends at the Market at River Falls, coincidentally. Uh, Pro Fish and Celebrity Cruises are now sitting down with us. Is the man? Yay! Right? He lo- I, 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 I mean, you know, a, a big tall drink of water from Ithaca, New York, <laughs> who loves Asian cuisine. I don't understand. Uh, Panyan. Close Ithaca. <laughs> yeah, well, you I, know, flattery gets you everywhere. Well, you're from <laughs> you're from a dink squat town nobody ever heard of. So I say Ithaca because they heard of Ithaca, <laughs> right? Somewhere That's on a lake. shot in the heart <clears throat> tonight. Beautiful small town of Panyan, New York. I know. I'll be seeing you. Do you know when you drive there? Hug. There is a huge welcome poster with Scott Juno's picture, and it says the home of Scott Juno. That and then you you burp and For you drive small right. Small period by of time it. there might have been. Yeah, right. so curling, curling this like is the start of. Well, we're in the the beginning of the year of the rooster. Here comes the rooster. So what does that mean? It's uh, based on the lunar calendar, and uh, so it's my year. If you're the year of the rooster, mm-hmm. I'm the rabbit. So. Uh, always a lot of fun for us at the source. We do a lot of celebratory events, and uh, we had a great cooking class yesterday. Tomorrow night we have a big bow event where we have some guest chefs in, which is uh, sold out, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, thanks a lot. You know, it's a lot of a lot of fun. You know, and Chinese New Year has so many superstitions and traditions surrounding it with food and and family and togetherness. So for me, it's a lot of fun to collaborate and bring chefs in. And you know, tomorrow night we have Three Stars Brewery coming in. You know, slinging some killer beers and. A bunch of chefs, and then uh, does we Dave d- wear shorts in the winter too? Always. <laughs> yeah, Always. Dave Coleman, shorts. what a man! A okay, real man. So he is a, stud. a man's man. Even though we Big can't get stud. tickets to the bow event, just yeah. tell us quickly who's going to be there yep. and what you're going to be doing there. Uh, the bow event is a uh, sort of a cocktail uh, event walk around, so it's all you can drink three stars, um, and then we have all you can drink uh, wine, and then there's uh, five chefs that are coming to take over the restaurant with me. Uh, of course, Peter Chang, my good friend, who right. we always kind of collaborate with. Um, Chef Mio from Chaplin's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick from Momofuko. <laughs> right. Rob from Hazel. 
and Peter He from the the People's Bow Food Truck. So oh, cool. got a cool, fun mix, doing some funky bow and. Uh, okay, so for people who don't know what bow buns are, just right. explain that quickly. So a bow is basically just a steam bun, mm-hmm. uh, a bun that we you know you can kind of fill and. There's a, a lot of different preparations of it, but generally it's just a, it's a bun is, is what bao is. So. It's so delicious. Yeah, it's so, so yummy. Good so size. everybody's doing different fillings, I assume? Yeah, so I, I that was the only thing with the chefs. I said, first come, first serve, and uh, tell me what protein you want, you. and they all have kind of funky different things. All so. right, can we talk about the elephant in the room? What is that? These hamburgers. Okay. <laughs> What's going on so there? Again, so this, why are hamburgers uh, good for Chinese New Year? Why are hamburgers good for Chinese New Year? Good no, question. come on, everybody. Everybody's so, I'm come sorry. On. If you're out there in Radio Land, figure out a way to get on this show, and then you'll be eating like this. Come so on, So our, our, our dear friend, Amber Fow, this is uh, her brainchild. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, hey, why don't you do a collaboration? She just can't, ha- she can't quit you. I know. Exactly. <laughs> so she said, hey, let's do a, a fun oh, collaboration okay. between you and Nate Anda. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Chinese New Year, and he, obviously, you know, Nate just opened a great burger place. Right. Have Red and we have been there, and it is awesome. Yeah. It's oh, it's awesome. It's and great. Nate is, really has a great way with sausages and uh, farces and stuff. So we went over, and I, you know, we just kind of rapped about, hey, what do we want to do with? We would definitely want to do duck, and uh, I want to do some Sichuan flavors, and we just kind of Why talked duck? about it. Uh, you know, I just love duck, and we use a, a, a local farm, not so local, from Pennsylvania called uh, Dergowitz Farm. So mm-hmm. they, they produce a really beautiful oh uh, God, white kitchen duck. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nate uses them as well, so we had the in common of the same purveyor. Mm-hmm. So we said, hey, let's do a, a cool a cool duck uh, burger. So this is a Szechuan spice. Uh, there's some sesame pickles on it, a little bit of mizuna. Um that's it. That's yeah, a collaboration. So it's running all week at the Partisan. Okay. Um, you know, started yesterday and it'll run through um, Sunday. It's delicious. This is why I love this show. It's here. really <laughs> yummy. It's that, it's perfect for the morning. I gotta wake you up. It's like having a Bloody Mary but in a burger farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Szechuan peppercorn, so it's a little numbing and. Um, but yeah, so then the other event we have is the night market, which right. uh, there's a few seats left for the night market. Not many. I think there's under ten now, but that's our big celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, where we bring in the lion dancers, uh, we set up some night market stalls where the guests come in and can kind of go and at their own pace and, and eat from the you know the stalls. Um, and we have this year, you know, since yeah, who's I've done, coming this year? Well, I've done Chinese New Year for so many years. I try to do something fresh and, and something different each year. So the secondary theme this year is Chinese barbecue. Okay. So mm-hmm. I invited some real deal uh, pit masters from the area. So mm-hmm. Andrew Evans is coming cool. uh, from the barbecue joint. He's mm-hmm. going to do pork belly. Um, the guys from Texas Jacks are coming. They're going to do uh, brisket, and our friends from uh, Ivy City Smokehouse um, are doing ribs. Which, if you haven't been to Ivy City Smokehouse, they got some really great smoked meats and uh, I only smoked have right off, excuse me, right off New York Avenue behind the old Hex Warehouse. Yeah, which is a, a great place to go. And we're actually, uh, I was over there working on a, a new smoked fish that we're collaborating on. But we went through the ribs and everything. They have a really cool. Um, methods and a, and a cool facility for what they're doing. So are you going to so, set up the night market upstairs or downstairs? Yeah, so it's upstairs, so it's a reservation only. you got to call the restaurant for a reservation. Mm-hmm. Basically, the guests come in, you get seated, take a drink order, and then you're invited to go visit the stalls, which mm-hmm. we have those three guests, and then um, the source will do some stalls with some dumplings. And then you sit down, and then you have a three-course meal, which... Uh, I so, mean, I've done this multiple years, yeah. and it's always so much fun. And you yeah. have to watch out for those... Um, 
the dancers. And then the lion dancers come lion through dancers. and like everything goes to hell. It Sorry. all goes crazy. Can I say that on the radio? Yes, you can Sorry, say hell. Mom, That's okay. <laughs> he said hell, Mom. All right, can I ask a question? I want to go back to basics. How does a guy from Ithaca, New York fall I'm in love Penn with... I'm from Penn New York. Thank you. <laughs> How does a guy from Ithaca, New York fall in love with Asian cuisine and end up working for Wolfgang Puck and... How did you guys decide to make the source in Asian? Why? 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 Good question. It is a good question. Uh, I'll eat my burger while you tell us. You know, for all the beauty that uh, Pena in New York possesses with the wineries and the lakes and the (laughs) communing with nature. That's near Ithaca, right? It's uh, about 45 minutes from Ithaca, but Ithaca is on Cayuga Lake, which is sort of a subpar lake compared to Cuca Lake, which is where I hail from. So um, there's definitely some lake pride if you're from upstate New York. Apparently. (laughs) Don't get me started. I I feel like we already did, so let's dial it back. Let's get back back to what we're talking about. Let's focus on what we're doing. Uh, So for all the beauty that Penyan holds, uh, there was really no Chinese food. My only experiences growing up with Chinese food was really... From China King, which is still in existence, uh, the like only fast food, the only fast food Chinese restaurant in in uh, Penyan was you know orange chicken, super sweet, gloppy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know what Chinese food was, um, but I always wanted to cook when I was growing up. Um, growing up in that region, you really create a um, um, a base of seasonality, you know, and you know it's a lot of it's a big farming community. So when the summer comes, you're so excited to eat corn, and late summer's tomatoes, and you're shopping at farm stands. So I, I was always kind of around food and wanted to do it. My parents didn't necessarily think that was a great idea at the time, so they kind of pushed me to go to a more traditional education, and I went to a school for uh, criminal justice. And um, after my sophomore year of waffling uh, with school, having a lot of fun. Uh, but still working in restaurants, I decided that I would drop out of school and move to Las Vegas. So my parents were really so happy at the time. Very happy. Had, That's our son. Great job. <laughs> I think my dad said some over my dead body words. And uh, but so I moved to Las Vegas, and Chinois um, was just opening, which is uh, Wolfgang's um, mm-hmm. basically French Asian restaurant. So when I walked in that kitchen as a 21 year old kid, that you know I thought I could cook, I realized very quickly that. I really didn't know anything, and um, but I saw you know eighteen thousand BTU walks and roasted ducks and galangal and ginger and all these things I had never seen before. And you had an epiphany. I had an epiphany when I walked in and was like, you know. Did and, you know how to? Did you know what an epiphany was at that point? No, but I, yeah. but like when Pulp Fiction when they open the suitcase and it's just like glowing, right. you're like, ah, <laughs> that's how I felt. So. <laughs> it's installed. Mr. Mar- Mr. Marcellus is whatever <laughs> right. was in that briefcase. Right. We still dead, don't know. Dead, baby. We still don't know. But it was uh, sort of a great moment for me personally. And uh, there's some great chefs in the Wolfgang Puck group that kind of took me under their wing. And, uh, you know, 20 years later, well, I'm just uh, trying to keep learning about Chinese food. And, well, you're, uh, you're cooking it. not only are you considered one of the finest chefs in the city, but this is a perfect segue to Anna. <laughs> Anna Spiegel's here. Wait, are we finishing up? With We're Scott? done with We're Scott. Done. We'll okay, come no, back, but we'll keep him involved. The new issue of Washingtonian just came out, listing not just Washington's best restaurants, but Washington's very best restaurants, top 100. <laughs> and guess who's on the top 20 list? Oh, she go. must have received your check. That's all I can say. I really think that, and I was like, is we're we're really thrilled to be part of the Washingtonian top 100. But it's really a testament to this to team at the source and. It's we're we're having our tenth year anniversary this year, and we're really proud it. to really. continue to be on the list and uh, to be a part of it. It's so, nice to hear you, you give kudos to the team before he said it's all me. <laughs> me, me, me. All me. So it's definitely um, not me. <laughs> can we just do one last thing about Chinese New Year? Because yes. you're going to be offering a special menu, right? Yes. Like throughout the year. 
No, 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 just for the week. We just do uh, week. Okay. in lieu of our normal seven course tasting menu, we do um, a Chinese New Year inflected okay. tasting menu. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it. So that's come it. celebrate yes. with us. Few seats left on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry that you missed the bow event. We're we're sold out on that. But okay. I'll drink one Thanks for you. Thanks for saving okay. some. I'll drink a three stars for y'all. Oh, oh boy. Thank you. All right, so Anna, let's Cheers. turn to you. I mean, Washingtonian has been doing this sort of thing for a long time. Very long time. Tell us about, we're, we're going to go to a commercial in one minute, but okay. you can probably do it in one minute. What's the sort of overall process? Um, well, this year we had five different critics working um, over pretty much the course of a year. Um, and then we visit about 300 restaurants, over 300 restaurants to whittle it down to the hundred. Okay, all right. We're going to take a break on that. Okay. And then when we come back, (laughs) we're really going to get into, I mean, you just sort of really simplified what sounds like, actually, it sounds like a really hard process of taking 300 restaurants, bringing it down to 100, Mm -hmm. and then putting them in a numerical order. Yes. Okay. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. This is Roger Waldron, president of the Coalition for Government Procurement and host of Off the Shelf. My show brings a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Each week, I talk to experts from inside and outside government about the latest federal compliance and policy information for government contractors. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 11 a.m. for Off the Shelf on Federal News Radio 1500 a.m. or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Off the Shelf. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy... And I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. If you've ever worked for a large company that provides services to a customer, at some point you may have said, Huh, I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime. Part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime. Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and we just uh, threw Scott Trudeau out of the studio, and now we're ready to talk to Anna Spiegel from Washingtonian. And you gave us a little insight into the process, which sounds so simple. Five people fanning out over the city to each have 60 meals or however many. No, more. More than 300? Wow. Yeah. And it's not like like we say 300 is the max, but it's just there's so many great restaurants. We really try to cast a wide net. Here's my question. When you pick a great restaurant, is it solely based on the food? Because not to name names, I had great food in a restaurant where the service Mm -hmm. was so terrible that I probably won't go back. So does that factor into it? Absolutely. I think it's also looking at what the restaurant's trying to do. Is if it, you know, is it a fine dining restaurant that's really trying to, you know, have impress you all impress the way. service right. or is it, you know, kind of a mom and pop operation that's a great, you know. Well, I think that's an excellent point 
to talk about because you are comparing sometimes apples and oranges Absolutely. when you're putting together the list. Like, how do you compare, like you said off air, how do you compare, you know, the end of Little Washington mm-hmm. to a little mom and pop shop and, and put them all on the same list? Even if that mom and pop shop is doing really, like a great greasy spoon is a great greasy spoon and it deserves its accolades. But how do you compare it to something like that? How do you guys, how do you, how do you reconcile that? Yeah, I think, you know, I think, at the at the end of the day, we go, you know, we have lengthy meetings about this, and it's really about where we're excited to eat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we definitely factor in for a restaurant like, you know, Daniel Washington, they're doing so much. They are also, you know, the service is incredible. They're putting so much, you know, cost into their food. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a legendary restaurant. Um, so you don't look at that versus a place like Afghan Bistro and really compare them side by side about what they're doing. But it's more mm-hmm. like, you know, we're really excited to eat at them for different reasons. Right. And just for the record, Afghan Bistro, it's 85. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and a little Washington is 7 9, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So. so we aren't really comparing apples and no. oranges there in that yeah. case. But, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, there's sort of two perspectives with the Washingtonian Hunter Ferry Best. I mean, you have those in the industry mm-hmm. who like, feel like they have an in or a knowledge mm-hmm. that maybe the layperson doesn't. So how do you, how do you, reach out to both when you're doing this, you know, for those who are like in the industry, whether they're in the restaurant industry or writers or um, mixologists or whatever, people in the industry, mm-hmm. they wait for this yeah. to see it. Like, are you looking to drop some surprises in there just to create controversy or is it really legit? I, you know, I would say it's really legit. I've been working on it. Maybe I've been in Washington for about six years now. How did you um, ask her? Is it fake or legit? <laughs> no, no, no. But she <laughs> no, knows but, where I'm going you with know, it. I think we, you know, we really respect the restaurants and how much what they do. We would never want to hurt a business just to be like, hey, we're going to take this really well-known hot restaurant and put them at number fifty because we want to like shake things Create up a, a little bit. Right. No, and it, you know, these are businesses, um, and we would never want to hurt a business mm-hmm. um, just to stir controversy. But you know, I mean, when putting together their restaurants you go to they're special just like yeah. how many times a year in your life do you go to a jeweler you know there's special occasion mm-hmm. restaurants Absolutely. that are very high end very expensive and there are others that are in the middle somewhere like kinship to me mm-hmm. is both a special occasion restaurant and a place you could go all the time because mm-hmm. it, it's very reasonable and the food is out of this world yeah and then there are restaurants that are more like neighborhoody when you say you know it's friday night i don't feel like cooking where do you want to go Mm-hmm. And it's somewhere reasonably geographically, you know, accessible. So how do you – I mean, I know how they make the list, but how do you decide? Because you could have a great neighborhood place. Mm-hmm. Well, I think all-purpose is a yeah, great you example. Yeah, all-purpose is a perfect example, and they're on the top 20 list. Yeah, and that's – you know, that kind of goes back to that point of, like, you know, all-purpose is fantastic. And you can also go and do it up there. You can get a great bottle of wine, mm-hmm. get a ton of small plates, split a few pizzas. Um, and yeah, and it goes back to the point of being, you know – Who's doing exciting food right now, um, and and where would we want to go back to again and again? Now, do the five of you sort of sit there and are there arguments? Like, yeah, I mean, you go at it. I mean, is everybody always yeah. on the same page? Because there's got to be some in there where you're like, no way, uh-uh, yeah. I totally keep, disagree. Yeah, and everyone has different, you know, everyone has different tastes. This is all subjective to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, it definitely took. I think this year we had three meetings, each were over four four hours long. Mm-hmm. We tried to lay out everything. It's a, it's a very involved process, and but for the most part, everyone, even though we try to all go to different restaurants every year, um, for the most part, everyone's been to nearly everyone on the list, if not right. on the list. Well, actually, you said something earlier off air that I thought was really interesting. You said, for example, like when you go to Mini Bar, mm-hmm. you've been there a ton of times, yeah. and watching the growth of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. 
show it shows you like where they were last year versus where they are this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. So explain like what that process is for you. Like how does a restaurant all of a sudden feel better? I think, you know, you notice differences in, you know, staff sometimes in service. Mm -hmm. um, for mini bar, uh, I just thought, you know, it's number two this year. Um, it's it's phenomenal. What was it last year? Um, I believe Ish. it was in the 20s. Right, it was back. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and so, you know, this year just the, the food is incredibly exciting. Mm -hmm. um, the pacing is perfect. It's not too fast. It's not too slow, which is hard when you're doing that kind of, um, you know, very, right. very rigorous so how many molecular your, experience? Yeah. How, many, yes. uh, how many of your critics ate there to sort of come together and, and agree on that? Um, two, two of us went together. Um, but I was just going to ask that if you guys go together. Sometimes we do. Mm -hmm. We try. We try to. I mean, because it's also there's so many places that each of us has to have to hit. So right. We're trying not to. But, you know, it's also fun. To and I'm sure there together. are some people who are listening. They're like, oh, that must be so rough. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go dine in some of the best restaurants ever. But you also have to eat a lot of bad food. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, actually, you know, uh, this... Uh, this is the perfect job for me. You know, this, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You're a very harsh yeah. critic. And this year, I mean, the, the pool right now is so strong with restaurants that mm -hmm. even, you know, you have a few bad meals here and there. You have a few, you know, definitely bad dishes. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's it's such a strong, strong mm -hmm. pool right now. And, and we really had to... Um, I would be so excited to eat anywhere on this list, one or 100. Okay. Um, that we could have probably had an extra... 30 places that we wanted to put on, mm -hmm. um, which is different. You know, when I first started doing this, um, we didn't rank them one to 100. But, you know, when you got towards the oh, bottom. Oh, you used to just bullet point. You're we, right. Yeah, we've done we've done different things over sure. the years. Um, but, you know, you get to uh, the bottom of the list or, you know, think about cutting. And, you know, they're, they're good restaurants still, but you wouldn't necessarily be like, yes, you should go there on Saturday. Whereas if you ask me, you know, any of these restaurants are phenomenal. Now, do you get pushback from the restaurant sometimes i mean what about somebody who's not on the list who's been on the list for oh, years yeah, like yeah, what do you hear from emails. like different people like yeah. do you get phone Aren't calls afraid, it's though, actually more it's, it's more publicists than chefs yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure, yeah, get some true. nasty emails right. here and there right. um Thank but you. um actually you know for the most part you know we always also want to give feedback so mm -hmm. if you know anybody is welcome to say you know hey um you know we're we're not on the list we're not really happy with where we are um and you know we can send them notes from our dining experience we can talk well, about it um because you know it, it's not this is not something we're just kind of coming in like dropping no, it's a bomb and leaving it's important yeah and we, we also get some really nice notes like some very nice handwritten thank yous and i think you know i i hope that i bet you get one from scott you know famous for that um <laughs> yeah uh, i've always thought you were my best friend <laughs> you're the greatest yeah but i think you know i think one of the things that's difficult to realize about just looking at this is that you know if if a restaurant's number 80 that's mm -hmm. still really really yeah. good in a, right in a, if a restaurant's a 100 it's still really, several really thousand good. restaurants well yeah. that's i think something we should make very clear there's not just 300 restaurants in the dc metro yeah. area there's thousands yeah are we All getting right. we are we are getting out of time so okay. the the new issue of washingtonian should be on the newsstands it, momentarily it is on newsstands now in, in most we places. just yeah. couldn't so. find it <laughs> we but it is it. out there and so it's we out there. have it yeah and spiegel thanks for coming thank in thank you so much for having me we should open a restaurant and then Bring on it. I have no desire to ever. Kenneth open McCoy, up a let's go back to you for what two seconds. What did you seconds. just make for this us? This drink was delicious. Yeah. This so is, that was. This is I the just, one with the absinthe in it. Yeah. Right? That's um, that is the Duke. So that's uh, Martel Blue Swift uh, Cognac. This awesome. is the Duke too. This is no, the, that this is, is totally uh, different. That is the whiskey for destruction. Oh, oh my God. Wait, yeah. This is whiskey. No. That's, 
No, I no, have I'm a drinking the Duke. Duke. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. have a drink. The Duke we is have terrific. different drinks. So I just made uh, Evan Williams bourbon with um, Grand Classico bitters, Dolan mm-hmm. Blanc uh, vermouth, and um, a little bit of an orange zest. All right. This is delicious. delicious. Thank yeah. you. All right. Well, All we'll right. sit here and get snookered and talk to yeah, Jim McWhorter. So, Jim, let's talk very quickly. You were with Coastal Sunbelt. Actually, uh, we have plenty of time. We don't have to talk quickly at all. Well, you know, I'm, <laughs> marriage is such a challenge, isn't it? it all is. right. So, so you were with Coastal Sunbelt, and I think at some point you kind of had a plan to just take life easy after that. And then the market at River Falls in Potomac, which is near your house, kind of went into the tank, and it was really a local institution. People loved it, but the people running it had issues, and it was going to go away. And you, what happened? You just decided to rush in and save it? Pretty much so. We didn't uh, look to see if there was a whole lot of water in the pool before we jumped in. And Uh um, as I recall, my wife said, I wonder how hard it would be to open that place back up again. (laughs) And looking... But we should give a little information first. So River Falls in Potomac was this... Very high-end mm-hmm. market that had prepared foods. I mean, it's, it is what it is today, too, right. but it really was a place where everybody in Potomac went. I mean, we lived in Kensington, and I would go there mm-hmm. for meats and fish because the quality was so good. And then it sort of went on a little bit of a decline. Well, the market had been there for, I believe, 12 years. Okay. And going back to the fall of 2014, and it was really very well regarded. We were customers, mm-hmm. and we were also suppliers to the market, right. so we knew it inside and out. Mm-hmm. Um and when it shuttered abruptly, uh, there was a lot of mourning in the community, I quite bet. frankly. And this is our... Uh, it's like the last day of Obama's presidency. <laughs> Something quite like that. A little bit like that. But there was no notice. It right. just happened overnight. And you couldn't bring it back. Right. So this is actually um, our second anniversary weekend. And we spent yesterday and today from one to five. Yeah, it's been about 25 months, but we wow. figured this was the best weekend, the most appropriate one to... Celebrate it. No football games, for mm-hmm. one, this weekend. So we'll be there um, from 1 to 5, pouring local beers, local wines, grilled shrimp, crab cakes, things like that. And I want to share, it's hard to follow Scott Bruno's Szechuan duck burger. It really uh, isn't. I mean, they're delicious, but we think you could give it a try. Well, I want you guys to try these. They're okay. still warm. These are called chicken puffs. And Ooh. every year when we do our Super Bowl menu, here, we're gonna get a picture. we try and pay homage to each of the team in the Super Bowl. Now, we're running out of options with the New England Patriots yeah. because it seems like three out of every four years they're there. So they got honored with New England clam chowder. But okay. we wanted to do something southern. And I said to our chef, um, what do they make in Georgia? And he goes, fried green tomatoes. And I said, well, we got to do something different. Those don't hold very so, well. No, they don't. So this is our take on chicken and dumplings. It's kind of a bite-sized take. So let us know what you think of them. They're or maybe beautiful. a mini chicken pie. I love this Whoa. idea. This is perfect. So who is back there coming up with these creations? Who well, is it? Our general manager, David Fletcher, spent some time in the kitchen at the okay. Palm in Tyson's okay. Corner. Mm-hmm. And before that, he was with um, Cheesecake Factory right. as a trainer. Mm-hmm. So he knows his way around the kitchen. Kenneth is nodding. They're going to um, steal it for their restaurant, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. We'll give you the recipe. Don't you worry about that. Who cares about the cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, so he came up with this idea? He came up with that idea like three days ago. And, I love uh, it. We served it yesterday, and everybody loved it, so mm-hmm. I think it'll be, a, it'll be a keeper. Well, I think one wow. of the things we should talk about with um, the market is that, you know, you had to have all these old standbys there because right. people love, like, the meatloaf, which right. everybody right. loves there, right? right. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you had to keep some of these old standbys because mm-hmm. people were really 
That's what they love. Mm -hmm. But then you, uh, what I think is amazing when you go to the market is you have really all these little local gem mm -hmm. products that maybe people in Potomac are not, or people who live in that part of Montgomery County are not as aware of, because a lot of them are from either um, Union Kitchen or Mess Hall. Mm -hmm. Like you work with a lot of the mm -hmm. area locals. Is it time? To take a time it's break? time oh, for wait. a commercial, but we'll come back. When we come back to that, because I want to talk about how okay. you curate that. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're celebrating the Super Bowl we are. a little early. We'll be back in just a second. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to be day. a football stadium. I want stadium. to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. I'm Aileen Black. And I'm Gigi Shum. Together, we host Women of Washington. You'll hear the inspiring and amazing stories of women who have paved their own path to success and achieved incredible milestones in their careers. Some have leaned in. Others took an unconventional approach. All have made an impact on the business landscape of Washington, D.C. and beyond. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 1 for Women of Washington, Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington. Find out what makes federal executives and industry executives tick. Women of Washington. Federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington. Potomac's Market at River Falls is offering their award-winning crab cakes for $2 off in January. Find the best in gourmet-prepared foods at MarketRiverFalls.com or call 301-765-8001. This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by ProFish, D.C.'s premier seafood company. ProFish delivers only the freshest, safest, and most sustainable seafood. Visit them at ProFish.com. You're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nella. Speaking of ProFish, ProFish, uh, the market at River Falls, Celebrity Cruises, all great sponsors of this show. Thanks for that. Um, so let's get back to Jim McWhorter and talk about, we were talking about the meatloaf, mm -hmm, which is which so good. But we were also talking about how you curate this selection of products that are particularly local. Um, you know, you've got a lot of craft artisans in the city that are producing amazing products. And uh, I think people in the city, because we go to Union Market or, you know, we're out and about in so many bars and restaurants carry a lot of the local mm -hmm. products. But I think it's harder once you go out to the suburbs to find as much. How do you go about curating those products and then educating your it, it's clients? A, it's a great question, Nikki, and I'm, I'm glad you asked it. We didn't know any better. Um, <laughs> many, many <laughs> That's a great years, way to do it. Seriously, many, many years at, at Coastal, I drove the local program mm -hmm. and, you know, go back 10 years. Uh, or there were other drivers as well, but I was definitely on that wagon. And we started searching out small farms. And then when Union Kitchen opened, um, all of a sudden the small producers in Mess Hall, and there were some other independent ones, and it just seemed like the way to go. Instead of, like, selling desserts that are made in Italy and they're full of all kind of preservatives and they're frozen and they put on a, on a, on a boat, 
and they come here, I call Jenna. Not that there's anything wrong with some of the things from Italy. We all right, all right. I'll stay away from the that. record, but go ahead. We're going to be dipping into our <laughs> truffle-infused honey when we do. <laughs> and we also, from uh, Fresh Farm Markets, from the DuPont Farmer's mm-hmm. Market and all, we knew a lot of the local producers. So it was just like a natural thing. And the customers didn't know, so we had to educate them. Right. Uh, a lot of tastings, a lot of samplings, and mm-hmm. now they do know. It's okay. been a couple of years, and they'll come in and they'll buy six gelatos and five pies, and they'll go out. Whereas before, they didn't even know that these products existed. So we feel really, really good about that. Well, I also think because there's a, a certain um, cost to some of these more unique products. There are. And um, educating people on why they're more expensive is a great is, – is very – me important do you know what i mean like there's a reason that um some of the chocolates are more expensive or you know bone broth is so expensive there's a reason that these items it's not arbitrarily priced there's no, a reason it's, for it's it not. and we have a lot of discussions um with the customers about economies of scale mm-hmm. and the fact that if you can put a lot of preservatives in something you can make it in a whole different manner than sure. if you make a pie which needs to be sold in the next seven days right shelf life and even then distribution costs are are different you know the more you can ship on a tractor trailer, that's a different story than somebody mm-hmm. getting in a van and delivering 50 pies. So, but right. I believe they understand that. And it's it's been well embraced, and we're, we're really happy about that. That's terrific. And I think you're doing a lot for the local market mm-hmm. by being well, able to Plus, you've to got a very them. diverse international. You've got, you know, locals who have grown up and, and lived in or come back to mm-hmm. Potomac, but you've got a lot of, you know, diplomatic families mm-hmm. and a lot of, you mm-hmm. know, it's a real sort of downtown mix very very much so very much so another thing that we're doing and this really started on day one Mm -hmm. and my wife was behind this is we have cleaned up the food and i think we are almost we've got to be 99 percent preservative free or chemical free Mm -hmm. and it's it's been a long road and when we first revived the market the go-to oil was a gmo laden canola oil and it was used for almost everything from the deep fryers to the salad dressings Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Disgusting, just when you say and it. Like there's nothing pleasant sounding about that. It's you know? just it is what it is. You right. know, um, kind of industry standard at, at some level. And Yasmin forced us to go out and find. Uh, we had to go to Italy. Actually, there you go. There's that <laughs> word again. We found a sunflower oil, and mm-hmm. you know, just by the fact that it has to be imported, it's a lot more expensive. But now it's what we use. No okay. GMOs, no nothing. And late towards the end of 2014. Um, I started questioning the chicken that we used, mm-hmm. and it was just commercial Did chicken. Did it answer? It was, well, the sales rep had a lot to say, well, I, I can tell you that. It. But, but it came from the Eastern Shore, mm-hmm. and uh, there wasn't anything special about it. So I tasked him with finding us chicken that I would be proud to feed our grandchildren. And actually, he couldn't. So we went and we found this chicken somewhere else. It's free-range, no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids. It's not organic, but it's it's good Chicken, and it's been kind of a. Uh, I would take pasture raised over organic. In, in, a, in a lot of ways, you yes. Know, because yes. Who knows what organic yes. means? Yes. Right. Exactly. So I would pasture raised in, is in what's most important to me. But it's become kind of like a catch-all now for us. Mm-hmm. Um, when a new product comes in, or we're trying to clean up something that we make, we say, "Would we be proud to feed this to our grandchildren?" And the customers, you like your grandchildren, are aware of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're young, so I do so far. Yeah, we still do. Shut up and eat that. <laughs> and. Um, and that, that's that's what we're trying to do. And again, the customers really appreciate it. There was a lot of pushback from the staff as they said it's going to change the flavor of this. It's going to change the texture of that. The customers won't like it. Mm-hmm. And Yasmin said, well, "Well, actually, they, they will like it when we tell them what we're doing." And, but also, and I think sometimes you get stuck in what you do. You do. Do you know what I mean? And if it's successful, you're like, "Why change it?" But sometimes 
little little evolutions are really important. They are. You know what All right, I'm saying? I'm going to jump in. I want to make sure that everybody knows where the market at River Falls is. And if to you know drive that you into can Potomac, order for your Super Bowl Sunday. Well, that's, we're going to find out where they are online. But just so you know, physically, you drive into Potomac, there's only one real shopping center there. It's got a Safeway in it, which is the most visible landmark. And tucked in sort of, it's like an elbow-shaped um, uh, shopping center it's right delicious. in the in the in the corner of the elbow is the market at River Falls and it's the best thing going. Look for the Starbucks and yep. then you'll find <laughs> it's right next to the Starbucks. <laughs> Online and on the phone, how do we find you? www.marketriverfalls.com mm-hmm. and Clever. our phone number is 301-765-8001. And check out their uh, takeaway menu because it's really fantastic and they do lots of catering mm-hmm. and it's um, a great thing. We Use it all the time, so it's really fantastic. And we can just hope the Redskins win the bowl. Okay. Really great. What did you make now, Kenna? So that is a cocktail called uh, Call Me, after the Blondie song. I Call love that me. song. So uh, that is uh, gin, pomplamoose rosé, a little bit of uh, honey water, some fresh grapefruit juice, and champagne. What is pomplamoose rosé? Uh, I know pomplamoose is It's basically a juice. liqueur, okay. a grapefruit liqueur, made okay. by a company called Giffard. Because I have yeah. it on my... I have it on my bar. Somebody gave it to me as a gift, but yeah. I don't know really nice what liqueur. to do with it. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Mix it with champagne. Yeah. Okay. Something sparkling. That sounds like a so good idea. So we have like sparkling water. Two minutes left with you. You guys good have idea. you have a kitchen, you have a chef, and you have food. Over we there. have Tell a us kitchen. About that. Uh, we didn't start out. Well, we had a kitchen originally, obviously, but we started out basically just doing uh, just the bar program, and then. About four or five months into it, we started introducing. We have a burger. We do a chicken sandwich. We have uh, chicken fingers, deviled eggs. We've got a big giant pretzel. It's like a you know, two times the size of a football. Um, oh God, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I mean, but we are predominantly a cocktail bar. We always mm-hmm. that that's well, you got bar we, food. That's but what we so, do. We've you know, it's pub grub. So the people can know they can go in there. Yeah, and... so you're you can stay there and drink and uh, grab a burger and keep drinking. Well, it sounds you know, like you take. A, I mean, there's a lot of integrity in your drinks. You take care to work with really good products yeah absolutely. when people come in since you're just trying to be more of a cocktail bar yeah how do you educate your consumer on some of the things that you're pouring or do you feel that the well, client that comes in is pretty educated well i think listen i think the last 10 years of the spirits world has it, people listen people have become extremely brand conscious so people are coming in I listen. I haven't been in a bar in years where someone walked in and just said, you know, give me a whiskey and ginger. Mm-hmm. It's like give me a Maker's Mark and and ginger. Give me an Evan Williams. You know, give me a Michter's Rye and Coke. Because um, they think they're so cool. I well, mean, there's well, a no, certain. I, think, I just there's think a there's, certain kind of cachet now to knowing your your liquors yeah, and, I think, and being I able think to that, order. Yeah, I think people are much more educated. Obviously, bartenders are much more educated. The the industry itself has become much more educated, mm-hmm. and there's so many more products to choose from. I, I think people go to the things that they actually like, whereas I think for years it was like, okay, so you had pop-off vodka, and that was it. And then right. maybe like, you know, something else, and maybe absolute. You know, now there's what? Probably over 100 vodkas. You've got tons of gins. You've got stuff locally coming out of every state. Mm-hmm. So I think people have become extremely conscious about what they're drinking. So. Which, But I would think that that makes it even more exciting for you. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of what we do, especially like at, at, you know, at at all of our bars is basically have staff trainings. We bring the spirits companies in and we host nights for either customers 
or the staff or together. All right, let's make sure everybody knows where you are on 8th yeah. Street. <laughs> we are actually on... <laughs> You're the 8th Street corridor. We're on the U Street, right off yeah, the U Street corridor. Street. I had H in my notes. I, I, okay. I didn't correct you the well, first time well, because I figured... Well, you should have. I'm, I'm sorry, you should have. I'm, I'm alphabetically challenged. Yeah, no worries. He's so. just challenged. So we, we are on 14th Street <laughs> between U oh, no. and V. I thought you were... Okay. Yeah, totally That's okay. That's all right. We're on 14th Street between U and V. Okay, well... That makes you more accessible. Yes, yeah, right. absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming in. Thank, and thank you, you so for these much great for cocktails. We want to thank everybody for coming in studio today. It was another delicious show. You've got Chinese New Year. You've got Washingtonian on the racks. We've got Super Bowl with the Market of River Falls. And, of course, you're getting cocktails now at Quarter and Glory celebrating their one-year anniversary. Thank you again to everybody in studio. Next week is going to be delicious as well. we got Archipelago coming in and pouring drinks. We'll see you then. <laughs>